Hey everybody, welcome to AfterBuzz TV's Venture Brothers After Show. Tonight we'll be breaking down Season 6, Episode 3, Faking Miracles, and Episode 4, Rapa City in Blue. We'll be talking about what happens if you get robotic nanites shot up your butt, how you mark your territory of the people you're arching, and what do you do if you find out that your dad's got a secret letter underneath the house that you grew up in. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now... Let the buzz begin! Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a hot horn. That's a hot yes. horn. Hot horn. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the Venture Brothers After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Look at that. Let's all take a second to enjoy Dave Child's <laughs> sweet air riff. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, podcast listeners, you're not getting this. No. You gotta tune into... What are you miming? Yeah, I don't know if, <laughs> if that's how a trumpet works. This is my guitar works. horn. <laughs> Doesn't even work as the guitar would work. <laughs> no. Hey everybody, oh I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter at Jackie. We'll be breaking down two episodes of season six of Venture Brothers here. To do that, we've got a full panel lined up for you tonight. Oh and we've got two sweet James. <laughs> <laughs> two sweet, sweet James. James. That was the original we found... in an underground song. <laughs> yeah. We found the sweetest James we could find. <laughs> That's right. And brought him to you after Buzz listeners. <laughs> That's right. I am sweet James number one, James A. Janice. You can find me on Twitter and everything at James A. Janice and on YouTube at Practical Folks. And I'm sweet James number two. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. Uh, I'm so on Twitter sorry. at J-G-R-A-S-S-L. <laughs> That's going to get old real fast. And YouTube at Practical Folks. And I'm Sour Dave. <laughs> 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 you can find me at Mr. Dave Child anywhere. Just write it on a tree. I'll show up. <laughs> Ooh, look at that! Yeah, it's my one magic power. <laughs> Are you a pagan god? Yeah, yeah, I am. I didn't, I didn't reveal that before I started here, but I'm a, I'm a great pagan god, guys. <laughs> so uh, we talked a little bit before the show started here. It's uh, we're coming a little late starting the after uh, the after show here for Venture Brothers yeah. season six. It, the show, the series has wrapped up its season, uh, season six ending here just uh, last week, I believe, it was the season finale for uh, season six here, and we're just starting, of course. Breaking down uh, the season six right now, so because we're for, slow, because we're slow, you know, we, you know, we're, but we're gonna deliver you some <laughs> we hot take fresh our time. Yes. It's gonna be well worth it. Yeah, like yeah. a fine marinade. We're gonna marinate in our thoughts about the Venture Brothers. You're gonna marinate with us. Yes. We're just all gonna marinate. We're gonna marinate you until the cows come home. Uh, I can't lie to the audience. The Jameses are eager beavers, and we've already watched them all. Yes, yes. Yeah, we have. Both the of sweet, us James. Have seen sweet James. Sweet James. Sweet James. <laughs> the sweet James have They're watched some sweet Venture. Uh, so many times. Uh, I have not seen all of this season. I'm watching it as we talk about it. So I'm a pure artist. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, <laughs> it's what that is. I think, Frank, you're the same, I, right? I am the same boat, yes. Okay. Yeah. So we'll, I'll be making predictions for probably the rest of the season, and I'll just see the James go like, mm, no. <laughs> we'll, guy, we'll try to hold the expressions in to, to right. keep any, uh, any spoiler expressions away. Right. So... <laughs> So, yeah, so when we're talking about the show, just to keep that in mind, that they know more than they're talking about, and we know very little. Mm-hmm. Yes, but, you know. That's just a general right state for me, for sure. I know very little about anything at any given yes. time. Yeah. But yeah, after true. these two episodes, we're already halfway through the season, so I right? think... We, you know, it'll be kind of a moot point pretty quickly. That's yeah. true. We, then we'll all be caught up together. Yes. That's yeah. right. 
right, we'll all be on a level playing field. Uh, so yeah, so uh, Faking Miracles, episode three. Mm-hmm. I feel like, uh, you know, certainly we did have a little uh, resetting of the board as we talked about last week with episodes one and two. Yeah. Uh, but feel like this, we start really getting, uh, uh, certainly for the monarch, uh, certainly get a feeling of what his story arc is going to be for the remainder of the season. Yeah, it's uh, very monarch heavy. Uh, yes. Both yeah. of these episodes were. Sure. And Which is great. Yeah. I, I love it when it's monarch heavy because I think it kind of, uh, I don't know, it's more about, it's more about the actual... Uh, superhero side of it, and also Monarch is just so charming. He's yeah. like, he's actually in, you know, his relationship with uh, Miss, uh, Doctor Mrs. 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 the Monarch. <laughs> yeah. It's really hard to think of, uh, but they, they're actually like in love, and it's a good relationship, and he has a really good friendship. I feel like as far as like family goes, he's in a better spot than the Ventures. He's yeah. like happier, kind of. He's doing what he loves more, and I just love it when it's like more around him. Yeah. I think that it's interesting that this season seems to have really pivoted to being about the monarch and mm-hmm. about yeah. him in Twenty One and him and Doctor Misses. I mean, the the conflict that this first episode especially kind of focuses on is the the tension in their relationship and and as her career is rising and his career yeah. is hitting a new low. Uh, what kind of problems that's creating for their marriage, which is a really interesting thing and serious thing to for a show like this to discuss. And right. and and I, I I really enjoyed that. I I think that their their relationship is something I'm invested in as a viewer, and I want that to succeed. So when they are having troubles, I'm like, oh no, like don't. Don't yeah. have don't have problems. I want you to be together. Well, I think that goes to, to showing how successful that Jackson Public and Doc Hammer were with creating these characters. That any of them seem to be possible of holding and maintaining their own episodes or even story arcs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and right. the Monarch, especially, I think, has always been one of the strongest characters in the show. I think when you first sit down and you're watching this show and you're starting to understand that no, it's not just a Johnny Quest parody. I think one of the things that clues you into that early on is the Monarch and how he's their their arch nemesis, but then he's like just really a petulant guy. Yeah. And who's who's maybe the realest one, like the person who who is most aware of their situation, even mm-hmm. though he's just filled with all this hate for Dr. Venture. And that's always been such a draw to me to sure. the show is Doctor or the Monarch. Yeah. And also twenty one his arc throughout this entire show oh, yeah. has been so incredible because he was the geekiest fanboy in the beginning, and he's still the geekiest fanboy, but now he's this awesome henchman that's yeah. actually a really good fighter, mm-hmm. and it's great to see him grow. So it's it was so it's the perfect setup for what they're doing with these guys in these two episodes to put them in this scenario. Well, and is, yeah, and the scenario they're in is that at the end of the last episode, uh, episode two, they find out this, there's an incredible secret lair underneath yeah. the monarch's childhood home, and they find out that his father was in fact the Blue Morpho. Right, which who, is a, a reference to the Green Hornet. Yeah, pretty clear reference. Yes, to, pretty to the Green Hornet, uh, which is great because I mean the Green Hornet was all about this one socialite. It's like Batman if he didn't bother to do any of the training. He just <laughs> bought all the gear and then hired someone to fight for him <laughs> yeah. in like every scenario. And so that's perfect for what they're setting up with the Monarch in 21, because 21 is that already. Sure. And if you only have one henchman, then he is just Kato. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's perfect. Yeah, and the, the the hook with the Green Hornet is that he pretended to be a villain so he could have access to the 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 the, the evil community there, and then he bust them up from within. Oh, mm-hmm. right. So everybody thought that he was a bad guy when in actual reality he was a good guy, but he was just pretending to be a bad guy so he could bust in from the inside. 
Right. Yeah. Which is and obviously what Blue Morpho does, and Blue Morpho is Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah. yeah which is, I mean, finally. Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird, <laughs> That's too. That's true. Has he done any other voices for Venture Brothers? No. I don't think so. No, he's not. Because he has so. such a distinct voice, and as soon as he started talking, I'm like, yeah, well, this makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense that he lives in the in this world. That it's his voice was missing from Venture Brothers this entire time. And yeah. sweet, sweet Paul F. Tompkins mustache. Yeah, yes. yeah. That. and the suit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if you listen to Thrilling Adventure Hour, which is a great uh, podcast where it's Paul F. Tompkins uh, as a character, one of the many characters that they do, they do a, it's like old radio show, but done with comedians, and he has this Thin Man character that he does where he's fighting like supernatural creatures with his wife drunkenly, and it's just... If you like Venture Brothers, you'll probably like Thrilling Adventure Hour because it's that same sort of weirdness, pulp kind of old quality to it. So he just like his sense of humor already fits into Venture Brothers so perfectly. Definitely. So as a Blue Morpho, it's great. Yeah. Well, I love that he's voicing a character in the flat in the Team Venture flashbacks. Yeah. That he's part of this kind of like older world. This kind of like '60s world. It, yeah. he, his his whole persona fits in so well with that. It's such good casting, and I love that we open the episode with that team venture flashback. Any team venture, I'm always pro. Yes, yeah. yeah. It is such a great mix, and you just feel like, wow, that's when things were sort of competent, and they were actually really doing pulling stuff off relatively well. Yeah, yeah. And when it first got to it, I was like, oh, we're we gonna go somehow back to Spider Island. Yeah, Scaramantula. <laughs> yeah, yeah, is that kind of big? But Spider Island blew up, right? Or, or is it still around? What is the fate of Spider Island? Oh, man. None of us remember. It's I, a very complicated show. I think it's still show. Didn't they blow it? Because there was a reason that they went to Gargantua 2. Yeah. No. That, that was just to build a spaceship. They didn't have to live okay. there. Okay. I think okay, well, I thought, I thought it was still around, too. I know that and the I monarch like, attacked it once in his cocoon, but they yeah. defended it with their... Uh, uh, Voltron. Right. Oh, so right, I thought yeah. maybe they were going to, and you guys can correct us, please. Yes. Uh, tweet at us or, or leave a comment on this saying how stupid we are. But uh, <laughs> I thought we were going to go back to Spider Island until the Blue Mofro shows up, and I'm like, wait a second. Is this a superhero with a butterfly insignia? And I was like, of course. And he uses the dart, too. Yeah. To yeah. And I was like, of course that would be the worst thing for the monarch to find out, is that <laughs> yeah. his parents were superheroes and that he's somehow like the descendants of a superhero. So, uh, if, if if you guys are down, I'd love to get into a little bit of theorizing here and okay. mythology about the Monarch's parents because right, there has been some before this season about the Monarch and uh, Rusty being brothers, potentially. Yes. Yeah, uh -huh. because in the episode Spanakopita, there's a flashback to Dr. Jonas Venture uh, fighting L. Ron Hubbard as a robot. Of course, okay. we all remember that faithful <laughs> Of scene. course, yeah. I mean, yeah. everyone knows. That was also in The Master, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's a guy on the yacht with him who people uh, surmised somehow to be the monarch's father. And then you said that in this episode, Blue Morpho mentions uh, going yeah, to something with Yeah, in the flashback, he mentioned something about L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, he yeah. says, well, no, what happens is... They're reading the comic oh, book. Yeah. 21's reading the comic book. Yeah. And says, like, oh, and you don't really see him until a further adventure with L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah. So I think that that verifies that. And uh, 
I forget how how so, the theory is that they're brothers. Well, the concept is like um, you were talking beforehand about how maybe the true Venture brothers are actually the Monarch and Rusty. Yeah. And it does kind of seem like they could be into some wife swapping. Exactly. That happens here. Because they during this episode, it's this episode, right? Yeah, a little later on. Yeah, where he watches a video and sees the <laughs> Ventures... The we see Doc Venture and um, and the Blue Morpho uh, kind of invite some ladies in and uh, you know make a little sex tape old old world sex tape yeah, yeah. so it makes sense that maybe something happened and but there's the key parties uh, yeah. that Doctor mm-hmm. Venture had before where it was just a swinger party where everyone was sleeping with each other right so but that, is that are those the only like hints that they, they also made? look a lot alike Rusty they do. and yeah. and the Monarch who mm-hmm. do we have his real name ever. No. Okay. Yeah, it, it's always one of those things where I always felt, I thought a big surprise for uh, Hank. At some point, we were going to find out that Hank was uh, Brock's yeah. son or a clone of Brock mm-hmm. or something like that because he looks so much more like Brock. Yeah, that was definitely an early does. theory. Yeah, but I think they kind of disproved that. Yeah. With all the, because we meet the mom and the mom looks a little like Hank. The other thing is last season, Monarch discovered a picture of him and Rusty as children right. on the venture compound together with, uh, Doctor, with Jonas and his parents in the background. Yeah. And uh, the last thing, and this doesn't lend any support to them being siblings, but it's probable that Vendetta, if you remember him, he was on the Council of 13. He got beat up in the nightclub, I think by Brock maybe, but he was like the robot guy. Okay. Uh, he is probably Blue Morpho af- oh. after, uh, after the plane crash that left the monarch stranded in the forest. Right. Ooh. Right. And, oh. And the Council what? of Thirteen mentions Vanda- Vendetta in, in this, this episode. Yes. They name drop him very specifically. So yeah. I think that lends a lot of credence to the fact that Blue Morpho shows up and they name drop Vendetta. And one of the evidence, uh, part of the evidence supporting that theory is Vendetta's last words when he's like beaten up is like, the plane is going down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, yeah, it's the plane is going down. There's also, oh, there's insane. also the whole thing with Kate. <laughs> and there's also, with, his name is Vendetta. Right. Too. Yeah. So dad is in there. Oh. Right. <laughs> sure. I mean that's I mean that's it feels like something that they would do if they put a dad in there. Yeah. It's yeah. it's for a reason. So it's someone's dad. There's the Operation Orb stuff too with Kano and I can't that he what does he say he killed a great man or something? Yes. And everybody assumes that to be Jonas. Yeah. Oh. But it might not could be. be the plane crash that that kills Blue Morpho if he was Blue oh, Morpho's wow. uh sidekick originally. Which he okay. was, as we discovered. As we That's now the know. same. Came right, yeah. yeah. So is it, what, what was the fate of Vendetta? Is Vendetta gone? Could Vendetta we, he's come missing. back? He's yeah, missing. He's missing. They Could, mentioned that. Yeah, because okay. they're trying to get him to come back for the Council of Thirteen. Right. So that, may, that might make even more sense why Paul F. Tompkins is the voice of Blue Morpho. If he comes back and his voice becomes Paul F. Tompkins, yeah, could possibly happen. Don't not looking at the Jameses <laughs> for any of that. I do like watching Dave, though, just as as his mind is trying to put together all the possibilities as you're breaking this down. Like, whoa, yeah. whoa yeah. well, that's one of the things that I love about the show is it's so stupid. It's such a stupid show, but also the smartest show because it has all these different pieces, and I love to see just what their offices look like or. Just the books that they have to connect all like this. crazy person walls. Yeah, Strange they must everywhere. have. They must be looking like they're solving murders all the time. For sure, <laughs> because it's just it's just all these strings must be around. Anyways, yeah. yeah. 
But we do find out once he leaves the uh, the, the the secret Larry comes out, all of a sudden he gets cell service again, and he's getting all these texts <laughs> yeah. there from Doctor uh, Mrs. The Monarch. But hey, you coming to this party tonight? I told you about it. It's right. over at the Wide Whale's place. You know, we need you to come on over for this party. So he has to go over there and head over there. No, no, no henchman. No henchman. Yeah, no no henchman. And he apparently doesn't get the note that he's not supposed to address <laughs> as the monarch. Yeah. So he shows up. In full super villainy. To be fair, I don't know if he owns any clothes besides that in his bathroom. He always wears the cowl. Always yeah, no matter what. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, even right. says he showers in the cowl. Yeah, and he's, I love what he says. And I laugh like I think this is in the second episode we're talking about. But I think he says, "And I laugh like this." Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! You know, that's just who he is. Yeah. So um, he, when he shows up to the party, uh, we meet. What's his name? Copycat. 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 Yes, Copycat. I enjoyed him, which he gets like a uh, Robert Evans kind of take off. I you was, think it's Dean Martin? I, I think Robert it was Evans. Dean Martin. Okay. I, I thought it was Dean Martin, Martin too. At first but thought I, I Dean I can Martin. see the Robert Evans. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. I think Robert Evans more of like, you know, he's more of like the you're in the picture kid, right? That's yeah. the producer. Yeah, this guy gave such a Dean Martin. He's a lounge lizard type. Yeah, yeah. And, and the way and he's he was tied like with walking. these mobsters. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, the the jazzy walking. Yeah, yeah. the jazzy <laughs> walking. Sergeant Hatred is like, stop with the yeah. <laughs> jazzy little walk there. So apparently his power is he multiplies when he snaps. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that jazzy walking was just him <laughs> secretly multiplying. Um, but uh, yeah, so he. He gets an interest with Dr. Mrs. Of course. And I feel like there's some sort of plot of Wide Whale and a few of the other uh, higher-ups to split up the monarch and Dr. Mrs. Do you think it's like everybody or just the copycats saw a, a chance like he's kind of got an eye on Dr. Mrs. There was looks yeah. between Wide Whale and Copycat yeah. at the end yeah. of a like organized thing. I yeah, think. it felt like it was built up because also... Wide Whale has a thing for Dr. Mrs. too. Well, he, I, don't, I don't know if that... I don't know if that... I think yeah. that was a red herring, the, right. the leg caress. I think that was to make us think that when in reality he just wanted to be Dr. Venture's uh, right. arch nemesis. But so maybe... Was, I think that that's where this is coming from, though. I think that Wide Whale, who so far we've seen, is someone who gets others to do his dirty work for him. I mean, he, in the hierarchy of villains that are arching Venture... Mm-hmm. You know, like Widewell hasn't actively done any arching himself, so he's just trying to eliminate the threat to his arching, and that is interesting. That is mo- the monarch, so he's getting someone to do his dirty work for him, and that's Copycat in this case. Yeah, it, it didn't really. The mobster stuff doesn't really work for me personally. I I think that it's bringing in a new kind of genre to this show that. Is fine when they've done that in the past. I've 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 loved it, but but it's well, not doing anything to subvert the expectations of that genre. It's just a mob boss being a mob boss and like a mobster guy like doing. I mean, like right. the pissing on the on the couch. I guess is a subversion instead of something more serious. But yeah, and I think it's also. I like the idea that it's playing off of the you know they're building up the Council of Thirteen and they're mm-hmm. building up the hierarchy of the villains and right now the monarch's right at the bottom he's totally at the bottom and they're trying to keep him at the bottom while dr missus is still at the top yeah so mm-hmm. that's what makes it interesting to me is that 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 difference and sure. and how the they're playing with the relationship of dr missus and the monarch and um 
Also, I think it was funny that he just broke into the venture compound <laughs> to piss on yeah. the couch, which was something that the monarch would do. Definitely. Yeah. So has it's done. Has yes. done. Yeah. He yeah. totally has gotten drunk and gone to the ventures and. And I think part of it might tag sale. Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think part that. of it is probably because they know that Doctor Misses is a competent uh, villain who they yes. want yeah. around. They want to have her on the Council of Thirteen, but they can see that the Monarch is this fool who's dragging her <laughs> down. Sure. And so if they get right. rid of him, then she can blossom into the villain that she's always meant to be. And I think you're right about Wide Whale wanting to be the uh, the arch nemesis, so trying mm-hmm. to get rid of the monarch who wants to be the arch nemesis and is also tied to Dr. Mrs. So mm-hmm. separate him from Dr. Mrs. Um, well, that's in the next episode, so I'll, I'll wait. Okay. I'll wait about this question. Okay, great. Yeah. But yeah. I do like it because it does show like just how, you know, just two sides to the same, two different sides of the same coin that uh, the monarch and uh, Venture are because it's just like they're both so incompetent. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's like they, who else could arch each other is uh, those two. They seem to be just perfectly fit for each other. Also, where were they before they moved to New York? Were they in Colorado? Colorado, I think. Okay. So I think it would make sense that the like the villains out in Colorado are more of like the monarch caliber and not gangster, but when you go to New York, the big city, like yeah. they are actually like mobsters. They're gangsters. Yeah. yeah it's, it's still the same guild of calamitous intent, but it's just a different approach yeah yeah and we got that a little bit too with the uh the avengers team where they right. have a more kind yeah. of like corporate approach to it's things. almost like a political party like yeah. democrats in one state are going to be different than democrats in like chicago you know? yeah mm-hmm. yeah and also when you look at marvel or dc or especially marvel how many superheroes live in new york <laughs> yeah and how many supervillains? it just like i'm watching daredevil recently and they keep talking about hell's kitchen like it's a neighborhood of New York. Yeah. And they never seem to mention New York. So they refer to Hell's Kitchen almost like it's own town. Like it's and closed it's, off. Yeah, yeah, like it's closed off from the rest of New York. They don't ever <laughs> describe like so you know, he's doing terrible things. The Punisher's ravaging New York. It's always like the Punisher's in Hell's Kitchen. But mm-hmm. once he they, steps over to Brooklyn, he is an upstanding guy. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> no funny Not a problem there. there. <laughs> so it's I think they're playing off that idea that it's so concentrated that mm-hmm. they do have to deal with its own hierarchy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And we find out the other part of that, the other threat for this episode is Hank, again, we did mm-hmm. see him have his eye on the Wide Whale's daughter. Last mm-hmm. episode with her great swimming, or floating <laughs> in yeah. the pool. Yep, uh, her dead woman float. <laughs> uh, sees her out on the jogging trail again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, the uh, Wide Whale's bodyguards start attacking him. And I always enjoy when Brock jumps in. Just oh, uh, yeah. with this yeah. way too over-the-top way of handling a situation. A couple guys, kills a couple of the guys. Just, that's <laughs> they it. They didn't make it. Yeah. They didn't make it. <laughs> I also, I'm really enjoying this love interest storyline. Yeah. Because I like it because it reminds me of the old venture uh, episodes. Yeah, with Triana. Yeah. And I always like that. And I kind of, I'm rooting for them. Yeah. I'm rooting for, you know, love interest in that kind of sense. And I like how, I like to see the differences between Hank and Dean. Yes. And how they grow up. Like, I love seeing Hank able to run for so far mm-hmm. and then and one take anabolic steroids you're not gonna take him <laughs> yeah. you're not gonna cheat you yeah is. and then do, and I totally forgot he has a he has a fake leg I totally does he have a fake leg no I think he's just saying that fake legs that's an are example. a form of cheating yeah. Yeah. Right. just like okay yeah. okay because yeah. I was like is the that something I forgot <laughs> yeah because it could be something it that could he be. just has a bionic leg that Definitely. I totally forgot he has um 
But that's Archer. Uh, <laughs> I, but and then you know Dean catches up with him, and she he's totally like uh, sweating and, and yeah. just out of shape. So I love to see the differences, and I I like that Hank is getting a love interest because he didn't really have one before. Not really. No, it's only it's only been Dean before with Triana. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It still feels kind of like a rehashing of the Triana stuff. Or I guess I just kind of I like it because I like the Triana stuff, and yeah. I feel like this is going back to old venture like that feeling of it and yeah it's a dean or it's a hank approach to that though it's a different yeah. point of view like i i do like i'm not i'm not, I'm not in love with the storyline but i do like that that hank is very true to character yeah. in his approach to it he's coming at it very actively whereas yeah. dean was very inactive in his approach That's to triana true. so that that part i enjoy and i and i like seeing the boys um, but this is this is a real <laughs> just end it there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All, right, right, the yeah. All right, okay, All right. okay. <laughs> but uh, it, it's it's very it's very sitcommy to me, and it, and yeah. it doesn't do anything to kind of subvert that element beyond the initial like. See, but I think it's I think there's so much subversion and wackiness in the show. Whenever they do a, a straightforward sitcom story, yeah, it's kind of refreshing because it keeps it grounded. It keeps it from just being. Like, I love the tick, but it keeps it from just being like something with or Robot Chicken is maybe a better example because Robot Chicken's just they just show parodies and parodies and parodies and there's yeah. no real storyline or character. So keeping it something that's just you know a everyday sitcom storyline is kind of perfect for it. Well, I did like uh, just the scene with uh, Dean and uh, Brock talking about his his essay mm -hmm. for the entrance. Oh yeah, 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 yeah that see, was great. The way that Dean uh, sees his life and he's written into the essay, and the way Brock said, like, "You got to try to you know you jazz it up a little bit. You got to spin it. You got to spin it more positive." Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a great. Anytime uh, Brock gets to be a fatherly figure to the boys, yes, is yes. really great. Yeah, because he's so much yeah. better at it than Rusty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he yeah. cares so much more. Yeah. And that, that really you can tell in that in that scene especially, like he's more comfortable, I think, when he interacts with Hank because it's more kind of it's all it's all brute force stuff. It's all very physical stuff and I think that's more in his wheelhouse. Yeah. But when he has to be kind of the more like not necessarily academic, but I guess in that case in this case academic uh, parental figure, it is uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So he's almost excited when the robots, the nanobots, like take over <laughs> yes. Dean, and he can he can react to it in an active way. Right. Yeah. That's well, perfect. Speaking of that, we do have the the reason we have the nanobots is that we've got Billy White and Adventure uh, going around looking through some of JJ's old projects, seeing mm -hmm. yeah. what mm -hmm. they could do to kind of uh, kind of recapitalize and, and get that new project out there to get some uh, get some attention for everybody. Yeah, but of course, instead of trying to come up with anything on their no, 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 no. They're just gonna raid like the old stuff, yeah. old yeah. projects. Yep. Checking yeah. the dustbin. It's just Rusty picking a dead man's bones again. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. Oh, Rusty. <laughs> oh man. I guess we. You're talking about the differences between Brock and Rusty, and I think the big difference is Brock is has is the person he wants to be, mm. and Rusty's never going to be the person he wants to be because oh, he, so he just sad. wants to be his dad. Yeah. And mm -hmm. he wants to be the super scientist, but the best he can do is just pick like dead man's bones and find <laughs> something. Um, so they find the vial of that seems to be made out of the, the Terminator. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, and it breaks and then it goes right up a vent and then right up a butt. <laughs> yes. Of uh, Dean's Dean's butt. Yeah. Uh, and I love I love what Dean like almost asked the question, do you like have you felt any uh, never mind. Never yeah. mind. I'll just uh, figure this out. 
And they're playing with, I love when the quiz boy and, uh, What's his Pete name? White. Pete yeah, White. Yeah, Pete White. They're playing with it, just thinking that they're looking at instructions yeah. or a tutorial, and they're actually manipulating uh, Dean there, I which think, is perfect. I love the implication that Dean had an ulcer. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. And that totally makes yeah. sense. Then, yeah, he's just so stressed. I'm out. surprised he only had one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think the the best payoff of all that is when Brock calls in saying that Dean is speaking Babylonian. They're like, are you sure it's Babylonian? Well, it could have been Sumerian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, that's yeah, that's such great. a good joke. It was a good, that's yeah, that, that was a, a good gag. I enjoyed that. Yeah. And we find, well, the copycat is kind of uh, replaced uh, the monarch and kind of peed over there in the venture compound, mm-hmm. uh, the venture tower there, and come back. We also have uh, uh, Serena doesn't want to, does not enjoy the party at all. So Whitewell says, let's get some pizza mm-hmm. from her favorite place. And who, uh, Austin, Hank happens to be a pizza delivery guy. He's got a new job, guys. That seemed a little sudden, him just all yes. of a sudden working that, there. I actually thought he became the pizza guy to infiltrate the party. Oh, yeah? To meet the girl. That's what I kind of assumed, but I realized they never really said anything about that. Yeah, it was so sudden for me that it was like, he just pops out of nowhere, and I would have, like, just one scene, how'd he get that job, you know? Well, because they did say, they did say, like, oh, uh, we called your favorite pizza place, we got your favorite pizza. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he happened to be there. Yeah. Which makes me think he was just pulling a Brock and becoming kind of a spy. I don't think he's an accidentally good... P.I. Remember that oh, episode? Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. So, I think but he, seemed, like, he seemed surprised when he got there and she was there. I think he was... That's true. I guess so. It seemed like he was... He didn't know what to do with all the supervillains that were... And all the security that was there. I think he was hoping he was just going to mm. meet her and immediately kind of talk her up. That's what I kind of assumed, but they didn't really set that up very well. Yeah, it was, I'm yeah. Be honest. yeah. But I do like that Hank travels around there in the uh, the vehicle that they found earlier. That's supposed right. to be uh, all these health death <laughs> yeah. uh, side effects that you don't want. And Hank's just cruising around town. Yeah, and yeah. yeah right. Yeah. And he uses it to do a very specific Aladdin reference yep. when yes. he steps backwards <laughs> off the balcony. <laughs> yeah, but why wouldn't you? And he pulls it off yeah. too, which yeah. is kind of amazing. I feel like the I feel like the Hank of of yesteryear will would totally miss and just be <laughs> yeah. like dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> top of season one through three, Hank would just that'd be a new Hank. Yeah, yeah. that'd be a new Hank. It was perfect. But I feel like we we're that scene. I feel like that part of it we were kind of spinning our wheels. Once Hank delivered the pizzas, then all of a sudden the bodyguard was after him. I feel like we were yeah, just kind of right. spinning wheels, like chasing like Scooby Doo style. Yeah, chasing. like why just leave already, Hank? Just just walk out that door. You're right mm-hmm. there. Just mm-hmm. go. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But. And then yeah, and then he like runs into uh, Red Dragoon with Redusa. Mm-hmm. And like yes. I love Red Dragoon. I think they're hilarious. But this was kind of just a nothing. Yeah, kind of thing it was just a, an extra kind of gag. That, I did yeah. like. I did like when she came bursting out of there. And said, "I said I won't have a threesome." Yeah, yeah. And that he was just like, "I could put a bag over his head." <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a funny joke. <laughs> that was good. And I also like uh, how one thing we skipped over is we found out. I don't think we found this out in the previous episodes that the lobster henchmen are actually <laughs> whale, whale lice, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> I love how that's. Yeah, it was like because whale lice. Is everyone knows the whale lice exists? Mm-hmm. I've run away yeah. from Dumber. <laughs> yeah, and perfect. I like that Rocco, the main like henchman. He just kicks down doors. I didn't notice that until I rewatched it. <laughs> yes, but like he kicks down like three doors in this episode. He leaves yeah. it like sitting. Yeah, he puts the door <laughs> yeah. back up. Their door budget must be very high. Yeah. yeah. So we end the episode there with uh, Hank uh, kind of making a little impression there on the Whitewell's daughter. Uh, certainly a doctor misses the monarch, pissed at the monarch because he thinks that he pissed all over yeah. <laughs> the Ventures, uh, Ventures living room right there. Yeah. Uh, she finds him in the bushes right outside 
Wide Whale's place. And and to me, that's like, why? I don't know. It just I seems... I think she's just mad. She's kind of blind with rage. And yeah, and fine. he didn't really explain himself very well. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. just like, oh, don't be mad at me. And then, you know, that just makes her more angry. Of course. She wasn't really looking at the Yeah, like the, the fact that he was up there, but now he's down here. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I think enough time has passed where they got it him back, happened. and then they had to change him back into the monarch outfit. Mm-hmm. So it looked like he had just been coming to the party. Um, but also, Dean Dean passes the the test. Yes, right? they kept enough of the nanobots in, in him. his brain. Yeah, yeah. As he's peeing out the rest of the mm-hmm. nanobots yes. painfully, while his dad is watching on the video monitor, yeah. we have mirror right there, yeah. Yeah. wiping off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we passed over this too, but I love when he's working on the essay and he's just like, You gotta not be so honest about all these things. <laughs> yeah, this reads like a suicide. Turned on the gas, Sylvia Plath. That yeah. was yeah. I really like that show. That was great. That was perfect. <laughs> so the next episode. Yeah, uh, fire, yeah. Uh, yeah Rapid City in Blue. We gotta right. pick up there. And uh, we talked about in the uh, first episode after JJ was gone, we talked about like, the, the the smartphones and the watches talking about with JJ's voice. Right mm-hmm. now we have an alarm mm-hmm. with, his, with uh, the shirt. Yeah, with, with JJ's image there talking about, hey, don't forget you've got this really super cool conference. Right. Coming it's up in coming a few up. days. Yeah, you gotta get something really cool to show. Yeah. You can I, do it. That didn't have the sadness, though, that I really liked of the J-Phone joke from the first episode. Like, that was just Rusty being, like, pissed at having been woken up more. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah I would have liked a little bit more pathos from that. Yeah, but, it would have been nice if he said something like, and remember, you love your brother. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But maybe at this point, they've just seen dead JJ so much that oh. he's become more of a nuisance. Yeah. Like, is that alarm going off every day? Does yeah. he have to wake up to that every day? He, he does say, how many of these did you record? Yeah. 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 And he says, like, I have to find a way to change that alarm. <laughs> yeah. By the end of it. Yeah. So it's this was a very similar episode of the previous one, in a way, because the A story is uh, following the monarch, mm-hmm. and the B story is them trying to find a new invention for yes. this like for this upcoming convention. But for me, I think this episode worked a lot more. I, I really enjoyed this. I agree. Uh, I think the the god gas was way stronger oh than the nanobots. Oh, god. I think the god gas, the mice, is the funniest joke out of any of these episodes I've I, seen. I yeah. completely like agree. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. I think that especially it ending in the conflagration of Rome joke, <laughs> like that's so right. just so esoteric on an esoteric show. Is that, that them burning the, yeah, the crown? It's, okay. uh, it's a Nero thing. Oh. It's the Christians revolting against their like over oh, oh, their, wow. their emperor. <laughs> and it's Amazing. It was so because you saw them go through basically the whole Bible. Yeah, yeah, like the crucifixion. Yeah, I also love. I love whenever there's (laughs) jokes that are happening that the main characters don't mm-hmm. see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That it's something we only see and that it, they're just totally ignoring these like mice that they just They just, just see it when it goes up in flames. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and how are the mice getting the little Ten Commandments, the, the beer, Billy Idol, <laughs> the Idol, the Golden <laughs> Idol, the flame even, the yeah. fire? <laughs> it's that's great. I loved it. Yeah. Well, we start really as we're talking about finding a project for them to do. I do like uh, White and Billy try and pitch Mm-hmm. Uh, the different adventures like we have uh-huh. silent wa- silent washing machine yeah you know, it's, uh, plus it's silent and the bad news it's a washing machine you know, <laughs> right. so. or uh, Billy's like we got this thing where it, it'll grow you back uh, regenerate your liver and then, but that's all it does it just keeps it just regenerating, keeps, keeps yeah. regenerating yeah. your livers I love their different approaches too Pete treats it like almost like a school project of just like here this is what I have to do this and then Billy goes up there and is like it's like a TED talk and yeah. he's like, <laughs> But yeah, they come across the God gas, which they figure out is just one gas, but if they turn around and say it, 
say it. Mind control. Mind control, guys. Yes. yes. <laughs> that's, that's great stuff. Make it happen. Uh, and then we have the the monarch really kind of you know, embracing the idea like, oh, maybe I should put on this uh, this costume and uh, see if I can. It's a good way to kind of uh, eliminate some of the other uh, arches yeah. and get mm-hmm. closer to have venture back in my be my main arch at that point. Seems like a uh, it seemed like a pretty good plan, I guess. Yeah, yeah. it starts with that awesome uh, Dagobah cave the Star Wars. Yes, yes. with yeah. twenty four. <laughs> oh yeah, twenty four. The voice yeah. of twenty four comes back. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. I love the implication that twenty one is still. Haunted by twenty four. Oh yes. yeah, like he's still not over it. He'll never I'm, have another friend like that. No, no, no. Yeah. The monarch, the monarch is never going to replace twenty four. No. And and I think that 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 little inclusion of it, that like even after all this time, because we haven't seen twenty four in a long time. Mm-hmm. No, I missed that voice. Yeah, yeah. That That's nice that voice. was another voice that just like locked me into the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just that. I remember. I remember one of the the times I've laughed the hardest at the show was maybe in the the first or the second pilot, but it was after like Brock just destroys all the henchmen and he drives away, and they're all just staying there, and he's like, "That sucks." Yeah, it was before he was even twenty-four, and it was just the funniest thing I've ever seen. That's one of the best lines. It's a great voice. Yeah, so he goes down. I guess that that is when he, he sees, sees the, the sex, sex tape. tape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I love how he has to he has to cut his beard yeah. in order to fit into. And now he looks more like Rusty. Now he looks a lot like Rusty. Yeah, which the quiz boy then thinks when he gets the god gas later. But uh, jumping ahead, no, because it's. Done, I, I feel like a, in the whole course of the series, it's done a great job of showing like Jonas Venture being like really capable and competent as uh-huh. like you know as a scientific uh, a super adventurer, but then also just embracing. Like the the seamy seedy kind of sides of like the sixties and stuff. Yeah, like like super and sexist. They yes. had a horrible father. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's a. Uh, I love the little. I love. We played the the Green Hornet theme at the beginning of this episode, and when they play the the blue. Mm-hmm. Blue Morpho, yeah. Blue Morpho theme, and the, the when he's like, he used his seamstress. <laughs> home economics, home, ec- home economics. Oh, such a good like little montages that I feel like we haven't seen in a while. They haven't really leaned on yeah. that. I guess the quiz boy and, and I think one of the things that really makes this episode so much better for me than anything we've seen so far this season is things like that. Things yeah. like like the the theme song and these like kind of like leaning into the thing that it's parodying like leaning into the green hornet aspect of it leaning into this kind of like kitsch uh thing that it's kind of uh aping that that to me is just so entertaining and i think it's something that they do so well because you can tell that they have such a respect for the source material Yeah. yeah and i i just i love that and then and then to to have the monarch be like a good Good guy, yeah. Like yeah. on a show so, that's so. about failure, for the villain, his that's like his failure. ultimate failure yeah. is to be a successful good guy. Yeah, but not quite successful because like that he gets cut out the, the parking meter. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they lose the the Morphomobile. Right. <laughs> uh, but one villain that we do have a harassing adventures in this episode is a uh, harangatang. Harangatang. Yeah. yeah. Harangatang. So I have a question about this. Why is harangatang going after Doctor Venture when Wide Whale is like one that? That's never- that. I actually don't know if Wide Whale has won. Has he won? Because he's part of the Council of Thirteen. I think right. part of that deal was him getting Doctor Venture as his. Arch. That's a good question. But that's, what, that's what I was saying earlier. Is there's this whole hierarchy that he has of people who are 
doing his dirty work. That it, seems so weird. So he sent the orangutan. Yeah, yeah, he sent orangutan. It's a little weird that orangutan isn't fish themed. At least if he is like a powerful henchman of white whale. Well, I don't, I don't think, think he's a henchman. henchman. Right. <laughs> okay. Whoa. Sweet James. Sweet James. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's maybe like a contract or like he's in Wide Whale's network. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. But it okay. still seems weird to me. Like, why bother getting that that hench bid if you don't do the hench yourself? Right. Right. Well, I think it's going to work up to that. But it yeah. is a, they, they did throw me off. It actually, I forgot about that deal. And it made me think, oh, I guess he's trying to, they're both trying to vie for it. And they, he has to go through the steps too. Yeah. Different people to have to hench him first. But. Well, yeah. I do like that it becomes just a big man off between uh, Brock right. and him mm-hmm. uh, after he kind of smacks her on Sergeant Hatred. And then Wariana comes back yes. and just. Wariana. Wariana. The Wariana so storyline was so good. It's yes. so great. Her and Brock. OTP. One, yeah. two, three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brock's speech to her. When he's, when he's under the, the god gas yes. is so fantastic. Even before that, when he's when he's frustrated and he talks to like, is it Dean or yeah, Hank? It's, Wait, I think it's Hank. It's Hank. I think it's comes Hank. In it feels like, like a Hank fight. discussion. Yeah. But he just yeah. has that conversation, which is like, I can't talk right now because <laughs> I just. Yeah, we need to know that her muscles, they just turned me on too much, and all I want to do is bend her over. That's <laughs> oh, so perfect. And then he knocks on her door with the with doorman's the like, yes. throat. That perfect Brock moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Classic. And she says, oh, and you brought me a corpse. <laughs> yeah. So good. It's perfect, like, love interest for Brock. Yeah. Just having this uh, Wonder Woman type character. Coming back to to some theory mm. things. Ooh. Ooh, okay. uh, I'm 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 taking this from Chelsea. Uh, okay. Our, also a practical folks at Chelsea Rebecca <laughs> or Karen Beck, right? Yeah. Um whatever. Um but she pointed out that uh Oriana refers to Brock as Heracles, mm-hmm. uh-huh. which is I think just another term for Hercules. Hercules yeah. It yes. is. Yeah. And uh she mentions the the cattle of the stables from the 12 labors of Hercules and things like that and we were discussing like has Brock done the 12 labors? Is Brock Hercules? Like, is this like a secret thing that we don't know about that he's actually some kind of demigod and that would explain his like ridiculous strength and seeming invulnerability? Interesting. Like, it's she like a keeps twist. saying that. And, right. like, yeah, Warriana keeps calling him and Heracles. And I think he's done some things. Like, has he killed a lion at some point? And, like, I wouldn't rule it out. Yeah, yeah. like, he's done some crazy well, things. He's done so much, though, right. that exactly. I feel like he's done way more trials than 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I think he's Hercules times 10 at right. this moment. But that is interesting if they if we see, like, a flashback of Hercules fighting and it, it just looks like Brock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't even know if it needs to be, like, made canon or if it's just like a funny reference but yeah if if we go back on our upteen rewatch of yeah, the right. series and we notice him doing these trials that'd be hilarious. I, I i just i just yeah when she said that i was like that's amazing <laughs> if that's true and brock is hercules right but their relate their relationship is is wonderful mm-hmm. I, the, the couple scenes that they get where she's just so over it. i heed not your bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I also love that she has an invisible chariot. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's great. With like invisible horses. <laughs> so perfect. It looks so weird. Just her just kind of just standing up. Yes. We find out that, of course, Dr. Mrs. the Monarch, she gets called away to a, to a meeting. And she's going to miss date night. 
right. yeah. And so uh, the monarch in 21 say, hey, why don't we just dress up, do these, we'll get rid of the orangutan. That's a way to uh, get rid of one of the arches there, right. uh, get us closer to the venture. And uh, we'll, uh, we don't have to worry about being tied back to us because it's not the monarch doing it. It's a blue morpho. So, yeah, we'll get him out of, I'll pull him out of mothballs. So they take off to go to do that. Meantime, the orangutan's there at the venture tower. Uh, he, uh, Brocky has got him in a nice little headlock. <laughs> Rusty's saying, "Just bring him down here. We want to try this. We got something we want to try on him first. It's in the rules. Yeah, it's in the rules. Yeah, we can <laughs> yeah. do this. Yeah, and douses everybody with the gal. Uh, so, so Brock, Billy, and Orangutan all get, get doused with the the god gas. Yeah, <laughs> and I feel like Brock just runs. He just takes off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He goes well because they both go to their. They address their gods, I think. Yeah. And Brock's god is just sex. Yeah. So he goes right to where he can get sex and the woman he's interested in right now. Well, I love how the quiz boy, his god is it's, Rusty. It is. Rusty yeah, it's so Rusty. Oh, it's so great. And so everything he sees is just Rusty's... I love how Rusty just grows hair. Yeah. yeah. And just the clothes. Like, uniform. His, his boy adventure yeah. uniform. Stays the same age, but just boy adventure in, in his mind. <laughs> but, I, but I like Brock running out, Rusty chasing him, uh, Monarch in 21, like, what the hell's happening here? What's going on? Right. But we see 21, like, doing a little smackdown there. And oh, everything. yeah. Yeah, look yeah. at him go. Punching a guy to death. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I just punched that man to death. <laughs> but the, he does a sweet move where he rescues uh, Billy from, yeah. uh, from getting thrown down the yeah, right. the, the hole. Yeah. And so, yeah, they, they had that connection where we think it's it could be uh, Rusty underneath uh, the blue morpho and, and mask. Ca- and uh, Wide Whale caused that hole, right? When his, his ship came yeah. out? Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, Wide Whale indirectly killed his own uh, Well, he created the guy. hole that yeah. killed the, his, <laughs> yeah. his own dude, I his guess. dude, yeah. yeah. Just dude. Un- underling, not... Henchman? I don't we're know. We're getting into a gray area. Yeah, we need to, to we need to guild. check some guild forms. It yeah. actually makes me wonder if. Well, no, that wouldn't make sense. If maybe this was meant to come earlier in the season, and oh. then they moved it up. But I don't think that would make sense. Actually. No, but I will let you guys know that they did not get the finale that they wanted. Right. This se- this season one oh. again, like last season, uh, they didn't have enough time to do their finale <laughs> they run out of time. so they're like oh we'll probably release it as a special they are the venture brothers <laughs> yeah they keep failing at yeah. their own show yeah. that's great that's a little behind the scenes production for you oh interesting okay. all right yeah because mm-hmm. we end the episode there with the monarch getting the cart towed of course because he couldn't pay the, the whole parking meter there's only a couple of nickels on this old uh, uh-huh. these old this old like costume 1963. there yeah <laughs> Uh, but it seems like you know they're having the time of their life, and they get home, and of course, Doctor Mrs. The Monarch is waiting for there because she felt so guilty about date night. She came home, yeah, you know, and just assumes that they're out having a date night just to spite her. Which is, hey, sure, okay, why not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. all right. That's yeah. That's that's not how I refer to. Like if a friend took yeah. my significant <laughs> other out, it's like you guys having a date night. <laughs> That's, they that's, have a special relationship, though. Yeah, they're American yeah. 21. They keep dancing. They I keep how, dancing. Yeah. I love how when they get caught, they're like, quick dance! <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I mean that brings us to the end of these two episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm really enjoying the direction. I mean, you guys have already watched, of course, this yeah. season. Dave and I have not, but I I'm enjoying it. this direction with the monarch. The it's, monarch yeah, it's stuff a, is this, so good. Yeah, this yeah. Uh, this last episode, the the 604, is a turning point. It's a really great episode. Oh yeah. man! All right. Well, I guess we get a, we do a super fast round of Dave and I doing predictions yeah. and, yeah, the, you and the sweet James. Up. The sweet James uh, just kind of like <laughs> trying to keep the poker yeah. faces. After Buzz <laughs> TV predictions. <laughs> well, I hope we're gonna get a lot of Blue Morpho. I hope we get 
at least get some. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get some sort of like Blue Morpho in the uh, fighting alongside the Venture Brothers, fighting alongside Brock. And I think th- the team up's going to be nice. That's what I'm looking forward to. And uh, uh, it all heading up against the uh, White Whale. But I also we're going to get some, I'm assuming we're going to get some uh, Hank, more of the Hank relationship with the with White Will's uh, daughter. Daughter. Yeah. So. Because well, it'd goes. be interesting because certainly with uh, the Mario playing the Blue Morpho. Yeah. Like how often can you play a quasi good guy without starting to want maybe like certain feeling those feelings like, hey, maybe this is actually a cooler thing than being a bad guy all the time. Right. Kind of a Thunderbolts type of thing for them. Uh, yeah. Who knows and then that. I think that it would be great if he rises up the ranks of the good guys so much that he gets his own arch that's set in the uh <laughs> yes. that dr mrs has to set up against him oh yeah it would okay i'm not looking at you guys at all <laughs> but it would be so tragic if dr mrs ends up becoming his arch in oh. a way that's one direction they could go interesting Anyways. interesting <laughs> James, keeping it uh, very, yes, yeah, very cool and relaxed. I can't, I can't read anything on your faces. Yes, interesting. It's besides that sweetness. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's gonna too do it sweet. for the, too sweet. That's gonna do it for us here on the Venture Brothers After Show. Here, wrapping up episodes three and four. We'll be back next week, breaking down episodes five and six. Yes. Look at that. But in the meantime, let's continue the conversation. Like us on Facebook. Give us those sweet five stars. Sweet. But yeah, sweet five stars. Talk about the sweets, James, and those uh, iTunes reviews. <laughs> like, Share it with your sweet friends that's right <laughs> continue the conversation on Twitter chat with us chat with yourselves tag Dave Child about everything and anything that you want to talk to him about yes Dave if they want to do that where can they find you you can find me at MR Dave Child on Instagram and the Twitter <laughs> James Grass. Uh at Twitter at at J-G-R-A-S-S-L and practical folks on YouTube James Janice uh, James A. Janice on Twitter and Instagram practical folks on YouTube so sweet. I, I I knew Twitter just for the two of you. There's a sweet James. <laughs> sweet James. Yeah, we, 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 hashtag sweet James. Sweet James. Hashtag sweet James. Someone already has it. Probably. Yeah, uh-huh. for sure. Yeah. And you can follow me on Twitter at Happy Go Jackie. And catch me every Tuesday night at 10 o'clock with my improv team, Max. Why not? Ooh, sure. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. Why not? Do it. All right, folks. We'll see you next week here for Venture Brothers After Shows, Episodes 5 and 6. Until then, go Team Venture. Go, go team, team Venture. <laughs> we'll do it next time, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Chirp. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.